There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medical wisdom have been dismantled by Big Pharma. We are truly in the dark ages of healing. After all, it's not just about living long. It's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Seek the truth with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Jack. And Mary. And we're here with podcast episode 92, How Vitamins Can Lead to Malnutrition. Vitamins. How Vitamins can lead to malnutrition. The, the good, good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> truth. Sorry. The good, the bad, and the ugly truth. <laughs> so obviously we're going to be talking about uh, whole food vitamins. The idea here is that doctors and nutritionists and health food stores, dietitians, just about anybody else and everybody else are simply unaware of the differences between synthetic and whole food vitamins. Very few people, very few are aware of the actual sources for synthetic vitamins. So in today's podcast, we're going to discuss the difference between living naturally versus living chemically. The disclaimer to start this podcast off with, I'll just whip through it really fast. This webinar slash podcast is not intended to be a diversion away from the current system of disease management. It is our intention to offer a rational and very effective approach to aiding your body in its ability to rebuild and heal. If you're having a real crisis, get to the ER as soon as possible. Do not pass go. Do not call our office. Just go. And one word about drugs and medication. When crisis time is here, we recommend crisis care, obviously. We do not hesitate or debate upon the subject. If a crisis is present, you go to the emergency room. You call 911 or at least consult your family doctor. This is nothing to play around with. Okay, we're going to start right off with our weekly feature, Forbidden Secrets They Don't Want You to Know. These are the secret things they keep from you, the dumb things they tell you, and the really important things they, they know nothing about. This first one is about an actual text um, I put on the slide with the webinar, and I, we need to state, too, we are doing a simultaneous webinar along with this podcast. So you can go to our website and follow along with the slides. And I have the actual text here from a patient that shows how little they, the things they know nothing about. This patient wrote, she said, I'm so hoping this is the answer for me. I'm 64 and Phil 85. I have so much time to do what I want, but no energy to do anything. I've spent thousands upon thousands of dollars over the past 15 years trying to feel better. You'll be my inspiration case, and I'm banking on it. It makes sense what you talk about. You know, oh, excuse me, it makes sense. You know what's so weird? I never knew I had acid reflux. I had an occasional esophageal spasm every few months or so from 2009 to 2015. In 2011, I was scoped for it and told I was look, it, it was looking inflamed, etc., and to come back in three years for another scope. Brother. <laughs> a year ago, November, I started waking up choking in the middle of the night with acid clear up my throat, maybe once a week-ish. 
So I scheduled another scope in February, and that's when I was prescribed Omprazole. Omeprazole. Omeprazole. It's like Nexium or Prilosec mm-hmm. or Prevacet. It's a, you know, last week we did an incredible webinar and podcast on acid reflux. So you might want to go listen to that. This is where this um, text came from. She also, she continues, I'd never experienced acid reflux until a year ago and then never while I was awake. So being diagnosed with Barrett's esophagus and told my esophagus was in terrible condition from years of ignoring your health was shocking. What was she supposed to do? They told her to come back in three years. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Then she comes back and they say, you've been ignoring your health. You've been ignoring your health. And now you have Barrett's esophagus, which, you know, turns into cancer. It was shocking, she said. I didn't know you could have it and not know it. And I wrote back a whole lot of things to her, but one of the first things I wrote back was, isn't it just the scariest thing to realize we don't have healers anymore? They should have jumped on that and told you how to heal that inflammation immediately. And the saddest part is that it could have been completely healed in about three days. You're, you are facing cancer now from their ignorance, or were. Now, not, th- not since she's seen us, by the way. She's completely turned her gut around. Yeah. And I said, seriously, I want to scream. That, that was so frustrating to know this could have been taken care of. I have many stories like this where people started to have some gastric problems 20 years earlier. And, of course, I don't see them until 20 years later. And usually they've gone through such horror. I mean, gallbladder taken out, uterus taken out, ovaries taken out, HRT put on hormone replacement therapy. Half their thyroid, if not all of it, gone. Yeah, acid reflux drugs, um, you know, Prozac, depression drugs, you know, lost their marriage, lost their health. (laughs) I mean, it's just so sad. And they needed, you know, a little Zypan or a little um, chlorophyll to heal that inflammation. Mm -hmm. And in about three days, it could be gone. Yes, in three days. Okay, here's another one. We have two this time. Um, This is the situation, because we're in the throes of the last part of this presidential election, the last debate they talked about, Hillary and Donald, as she calls him, talked about the um, late-term abortions. And we're not going to get into the politics of late-term abortions by any means. But here's the situation with it. Due to this lady's infertility, she had to have in vitro fertilization, IVF, to even get pregnant, and the babies had so many problems they could not survive inside of her. I found this article on um, Facebook right after the presidential debates. But the politics I would like to talk about is that she was at very at a very high risk for delivering um, for delivering a healthy baby. She probably would have an unhealthy baby. Yes. And as such, she should have been placed on the highest level of the best whole food nutrition. Because she had a hard time getting pregnant, so she should have been placed, whoa, we've got to really watch this woman's nutrition while she's pregnant, after she got the in vitro fertilization. Instead, she was given a round of drugs to preserve uterine integrity without any consideration for her nutritional status. Her fertilized eggs were implanted in her uterus, and they were twins, and that's fabulous brilliance on the one hand and stunning ignorance on the other. One of the twins died very late in the pregnancy, and the other one was so horribly deformed that his brain had developed outside his head and his spine was open clear to the lumbar lumbar level. There was zero hope and no medical miracle that could save him. So her point was that she had to have an abortion. 
And it was a late-term abortion, and she was... she. Well, the doctor told her it was the baby or her. You choose which one is going to die because both of you cannot live. Yeah, one of them was already poisoning her because yeah. it was dead, and the other one would not have lived. And she said, I didn't put the whole Facebook post in here, but she said that it was a beautiful... It wasn't really an abortion like that. It was more of a C-section, and the doctors very gently took the babies out with inside their sacks. And the doctor cried, says it really upset the doctor. It was really, so she was talking about the politics of that, which I don't want to get into. But had she had, had she had, had she been in the hands of real healers, her infertility would have been the first major sign of malnutrition. It would have been wonderful at this point if her medical advisors had put her onto the healing and rebuilding powers of the GAPS gut restoration diet and then supported her with whole food nutrition and supplements of the highest caliber. Anytime the human body is lacking essential nutrients, there are going to be essential processes in the body that suffer from that lack. Unfortunately, for a growing population of young women, that first sign of malnutrition is infertility. So, so we'll be talking about this in the podcast, about the complete lack of nutritional understanding in the practice of modern medicine to date. So we want to remind you to go take our free symptom survey on our website at ForbiddenDoctor.com. Um, as soon as you um, take the free survey, you'll get a username and password. And when you log into our website, you'll see your personalized protocol sitting right there waiting for you. And then you can type in the words prenatal mm -hmm. <laughs> in the search box. And find out what we recommend for prenatal nutrition. Yeah. We have an incredible prenatal protocol on our website. In fact, uh, my daughter helped put it together, who's just stunning with prenatal nutrition and nursing. Um, help. She's really good. So don't forget to go to her website and take the symptom survey. Tell your friends, tell your family. Let's heal the world. Okay, so we want to get into the, verse, the difference between synthetic versus whole food source vitamins. And just by, the, you know, this slide here and what I'm going to tell you verbally uh, is just to define the difference between synthetic and whole food. Synthetic in, and this is uh, quoting from the dictionary, noting or pertaining to compounds formed through a chemical process by human agency. Humans make it. Yes. Uh, yeah, nature does not make something synthetic. <laughs> it takes mankind to do that. As opposed to those of natural origin, as, a, as in uh, a synthetic vitamin, synthetic fiber, or synthetic rubber. Mm, yum, yum. Yeah, so the dictionary uses vitamins in, the synth in synthetic form as a definition of synthetic. Oh, wow. And then, of course, um, <clears throat> our, our use of the words synthetic vitamins just refers to the chemical manufacturing of what Mother Nature made in food, except there's something seriously as opposed, missing. As opposed to what Mother yes, Nature and made. and there's something seriously missing on the synthetic side that we're going to get into in this life. podcast. Life. 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 Yeah, life for one yeah, thing. that little thing. And our use of the words whole food source vitamins just refers to food of all things uh, in the form that we find foods that Mother Nature made. And that, for the most part, remain relatively untouched by man. As whole as they can be. Yes. That's the point of whole foods. So, you know, well, who understands the difference? Well, most doctors are just unaware of the difference between synthetic and whole food-based vitamins. In fact, whole food-based vitamins seem so often to come up short in a, um, a doctor's uh, 
estimation, and this is one of the most misunderstood concepts in nutrition, and it's a truly pivotal one for doctors and patients who are searching for ways to be healthy and bolster their immune systems at the same time. And Doctors just don't get this. Well, they don't. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, most of us... Most of us have gotten used to reading the literature that proclaims, you know, the benefits of vitamins and, and deciding what's wrong with us and heading to the health food store to buy what we just saw on TV or heard on the radio or something else. And we end up buying, the, the American public ends up buying all these different kinds of supplements and they're still not any healthier at all. Hmm. And so most of us have gotten used to reading the uh, literature that proclaims the benefits of vitamins and trying to decide what's wrong with us and, and heading out to the health food store. And we're presented constantly with these new medical facts, you know, that are, and I, we put that, I put that in quotes there, you know, that the guilt us in, into some um, way to change our hab- eating habits or go in some different direction. And we're getting into what Ralph Nader refers to as pseudoscience. Um, and so we're getting all these genetically engineered foods and these faulty infomercial health tips and the incorrect information about what we're already eating and all these tricky nutritional labels that even a biochemist can't, can't <laughs> decipher these things. You know, and, I, and when, when we're, we're in the store, a lot of times I'll detour over into uh, the, the so-called health food area because almost any store, I, I haven't seen them in 7-Eleven yet, but they're probably there. But almost anybody else is carrying these things because they can make them for 10, 15 cents a bottle and sell them for 5 and 6, 10, 20, the synthetic vitamins. Yeah, they're over on the right side in Harmons. Yeah. Big, huge section of synthetic vitamins over there. Well, synthetic vitamins are toxic. I mean, most people would probably agree that the FDA, you know, is the group who's largely responsible for leaving the public with this with this commercial food industry is just staggering in its size and all the money they make and a healthcare crisis that's out of control. And so a lot of people don't look at the relationship between those two. Massive agro farming that's going on in this planet and massive increase in sick people. Now, we look at the correlation between those two, but a lot of other people don't So our, because our food supply has been thoroughly corrupted and polluted. And in an effort to try, you know, and help themselves, people take all these natural supplements, and I put natural with a quote on it. But the truth is, when you purchase these products, you're just getting more of what is being dumped into the food supply. Because a lot, whenever you see enriched, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things, they've been sprayed with synthetic chemicals, synthetic vitamins. We talked about this with the cereal podcast we did. With the cereals and how they spray vitamins. At the, on the la, in the, uh, yeah, just before the no, after the drying process, they get a light mist of a vitamin spray over them. My goodness! As though you can take one of these powerful chemical biological processes that nature made in a plant, mind you, mm-hmm. or in the liver of an animal. Right. Maybe they crushed up liver and sprayed liver over the over the cereal. frosted flakes. Yeah, I bet that you know. That's why they have to fill them full of so much sugar, because they've sprayed them with liver. Well, they have <laughs> to fill them great? with sugar. Yeah, well, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Well, for examples here, thiamine hydro... If you see this on the label of a vitamin bottle, thiamine hydrochloride, HCl, and thiamine mononitrate uh, as B1, they cu- that comes from coal tar. That is so scary. In nature, you know, it comes from food and liver. 
Yeah. But in synthetic, it comes out of coal tar. D-alpha tocopherols as vitamin E are just fractions that are extracted from processed and refined food oils, mainly cottonseed and soybean. D-L-alpha tocopherols are manufactured in the laboratory. They do not occur in nature, yet it'll be on the bottle. It'll say vitamin E on the bottle, mm-hmm. and you'll see D-L-alpha tocopherol. And, of course, ascorbic acid is vitamin C. is just made from refined um, corn sugar. And, you know, and GMO on top of that. Yeah, just to name a few. Just yeah. to name a few. So the question, of course, is this was not an issue 100 years ago. It's an issue in our day today. How did this happen? Here, here, here's a quote from Judith DeCava. Indeed, FDA officials have consistently tended to leave out of their thinking both the human element in disease and the idea that cellular malnutrition is a prominent cause of disease. Now, cellular malnutrition means, you know, you look at somebody and their pasty skin and their hair's thin and their teeth are falling out and, mm-hmm. they, and they can't stand up straight. You know they're malnourished. But you don't stop to think that that malnourishment started with the cells of their body. Yeah, you, you think... You just say, oh, he's malnourished. She's got bad skin. But you don't think about the skin cells. No. You just dismiss it as bad skin. Well, what Judith DeCava is saying, the relationship between the human element in disease, which is food choices for the most part, and the idea that disease starts as the malnutrition of the cell itself, this never crosses their mind. It doesn't come up on their radar screen. So what we want to do here is get to the heart of the matter. And for example, ascorbic acid is vitamin C. If a, if a person has sufficient reserves of the other components of C-complex, and the FDA says C is ascorbic acid, we say bunk. Yeah. Ascorbic acid is a part of C. What, what the FDA has done is taken the uh, uh, antioxidant aspect of vitamins. That's what the decopherol oils mm-hmm. are for vitamin E. Yeah, vitamin E oils are pretty scary. Well, they're, they are, uh, they're just antioxidants. I mean, yeah. And so the FDA has come along and said that the antioxidant portion of the vitamin is what makes the vitamin the vitamin. The antioxidant is only in these foods to protect the foods from oxygen. Yeah, it's like a rind around an orange. It protects the orange from the immune system of the world so it doesn't rot the orange. Protects it. Well, it protects it from the oxygen. Yeah. For, for us. To pro- so not, you can not, have food. Not the antioxidant. So you can peel no. the skin off the orange and yes. then eat the orange. Yes. It's very important, but it is not the whole food vitamin C. Well, in a whole food vitamin C complex, you have enzymes, you have coenzymes, you have antioxidants, trace element activators, and all of these unknown factors that are present. Yeah, Dr. Royal Lee talks about unknown factors. Yeah. He talks about those may be the part that is the most important. Yeah, that keeps us alive. And we don't even and know. And so when you recombine and you process an intake of ascorbic acid, you know, and by recombine, I mean they take a bunch of ascorbic acid, but the body is going to pull in all the other parts of vitamin C to make that ascorbic acid useful besides just an acidifying agent. Yeah, I have. And, Go ahead. And, and for a while you'll experience some improvement. When these reserves have been drained, the ascorbic acid will no longer benefit you at all, and the very same symptoms that that person was trying to eliminate can lead to a full-blown Vitamin C deficiency. Well, it's like it, it. It's like with um, with the B vitamins. You're always calling them the killer bees. Yeah. It. You take an isolated nutrient out, and your body has it doesn't know what to do with an isolated nutrient. So it has to pull from the rest of the body to make up this whole food complex. For instance, I have a beet picture on the on the screen, um, 
excuse me, not on the screen, but at in my office, and it has all the nutrients that we've just discovered are in a beet. There's those unknown factors yeah, we haven't 30 discovered. Or 40 of them in there. Yeah. Well, we'll take a piece of that beet out, like betadine, which is what is on my poster, and we'll think, oh. I need some betadine today. And we'll take a whole bunch of it. Or I need some vitamin C today, a bunch of ascorbic acid. And your body has to pull from the rest of the body to make up all the nutrients that are in a whole food complex. And if it can't do it, it it just gets rid of it and sees it as a toxin, which we'll talk about later. Okay. So we've talked here about the full-blown vitamin C deficiency. Mm -hmm. And? So... And, and this is this is what occurs with all the synthetic vitamins that are out there. It's not just C, as you were talking about. I mean, the body treats them as toxins, leading to this expensive urine. Because I've had many patients tell me that their doctor tells them, "Oh, you don't need to take that stuff. It'll just you'll just pee it out of you." Your body does not release what it needs. It only releases what it doesn't need. You don't have valuable nutrition coming out of the colon in a bowel <laughs> movement. You have what it doesn't need. You don't have valuable nutrition coming out of your urine. You only have what the body doesn't need or doesn't want. And if you sat down and you chewed up five 1,000 grams of ascorbic acid, oh. even if it had rose hips or orange juice or whatever else they do <laughs> with these things, do this. within 30 minutes, your urine will be full of ascorbic acid because your body will be trying to get rid of that as fast as it possibly can because it doesn't want it. Yeah, I told on one podcast months and months ago about a lady that came to see me that had a huge uterine tumor, and she yeah. said she had been taking 20 was it 20 grams? I don't know. It was ridiculous amounts of vitamin C for decades. And you got to think, maybe the body couldn't even get it all out. Yeah. It just encapsulated it all this toxicity. It did. It couldn't get rid of it fast enough, so it had to find a way to store it yeah. and wall and it off. She burst into tears when I explained, you know, why this is so bad. And she says, I've been giving it to my son for, you know, decade two. And unfortunately, he had some yeah. massive problems. And she felt really guilty about that. But that's what we're taught. Well, that is what we're so, talking about. So, you know, the ignorance is stunning. Well, a lot of people will feel this energy increase. even an off, uh, You mean from taking synthetic vitamins? From synthetic vitamins. They're often in euphoria when they start taking synthetic vitamins. But taking excessive amounts for an excessive period of time will, will actually cause the reverse to take place. Do you want to tell that story about you taking those multivitamins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been away from home for a long time. And... Um, when I this is this is before I went to college. No, I I had already been to college for a year and then I was gone for a little bit and then I came back. Yeah, I know, I know. It doesn't I, know. I keep thinking of George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a Tuesday. No, it's a Wednesday. Yeah, it's, either way yeah. you tell story. Anyway, there in the cabinet next to the kitchen sink was uh, my parents. Wait, what was it on the left store. side? It was, was on it, the left side. It was on the left side. Was it, was, it behind something? No, it was right, sitting right in the front of the <laughs> breakfast soap bowls, and. Um, there was a, a, a super hydro, astro-powered, nuclear, turbocharged <laughs> vitamin B mixture. Complex? Yeah, all the words that were on the label, uh, and it was just a vitamin B, synthetic vitamin B, it's but like all the other words on the label far outclassed vitamin B. <laughs> so I thought, man, this should make me feel like Superman. And I started taking it, and I did. Yeah. I felt euphoric. I had this incredible high. This was, this was, I'm going to be taking these B vitamins the rest of my life. Well, I, I had to leave and go to school several states away. And I didn't take them with me. You know, I 
you know, obviously they weren't mine. And there were times <laughs> thereafter uh, before These I went... These were stolen B vitamins. Yes, I that see. made them even better. <laughs> and there were times thereafter when I would get uh, a big vitamin B package again, and I did not get that effect. Ooh, so it was like a and cocaine I, high. And I remember calling my mother... It was never as good mother, as the first time. That's right. And I remember calling my mother saying, Mom, what was the brand name? <laughs> Oh, no, she didn't know what do, she Do you did. get that? Like, you have your first time you have beats. I mean, the first time you have beats, you have like this high, and uh, you can never no. you can never quite reach that high no, again from not beats. with food. <laughs> food does not give you a high. That is so Unless funny. it's been fooled around by mankind. <laughs> and so, but you so know. So you're saying if, if you take a massive dose of that, it will lead to reversal. Yeah, because your body will pull all the different aspects of the vitamin B1, thiamine, uh, whole food complex together, and all of a sudden you have this blast of the real McCoy. But what happens, and that will initially, you know, it'll, it'll allay the fatigue. I mean, but eventually it causes fatigue by the buildup of one of the side effects of this stuff, pyruvic acid. And it leads to this vicious cycle of taking more and more thiamine, resulting in more and more fatigue, Along with a bunch of other accumulated well, and then the uh, anti- complaints. The antioxidants actually cause death in some of the studies that they've well, done. That's right. Pulls all, all ca- the oxygen. All cause mortality yeah. increases if you take antioxidants. And it pulls all the oxygen out of your blood, and that's not a good thing. So what you're saying here is that thiamine B1 will initially fix fatigue, but then it will eventually cause fatigue. Within two or three weeks. All of a sudden, you go into a crash. So there's two situations here that, that I want to get across. Number one, vitamins cannot be standardized because there's no way of telling what different people's needs are and there is no way to calculate the reserves that they have in their body. Everybody is different. Their, their dietary intake is different from one another. So they have different stores of different vitamins. So you can't standardize a vitamin. Now, what I mean by standardized is when you look on the back of a label, on a bottle, on the, the um, ingredients label, you'll see a standardization taking place. You need this much B1, B2, B3, international B5, B6. Units. Yeah, all, and it's in milligrams mm-hmm. or they're in international units. So the government has said this is yeah, what you this, need per day at least. Yeah, but nobody's the same. No <laughs> two people have the exact same nutritional oh, requirements. On. And number two, the, the individual person's abilities to process, recombine, and eliminate the synthetic vitamins are full of all kinds of contradictory effects. Headache, uh, pain on urination, uh, extreme tiredness, and uh, other things that, that show up with other kinds of uh, vitamin deficiencies. <laughs> our cat, I'm, I'm sorry you hear our cat in the background, but she literally will not leave us alone. She yes. has to sit right next to us. Right now she's licking my toe, so <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Well, I hope your foot's clean. Yeah. Well, yeah. it'll probably be clean it's when clean you're done. It's clean now, yeah. So, you know, synthetic supplements can unbalance a person's biochemistry. And that's why they can start feeling better at first, and then they don't. And when you start comparing the studies out there of whole versus uh, whole food versus natural, or I mean synthetic vitamins, and then the whole natural ones always come out ahead. But uh, but do but does the average consumer know what is natural and what isn't? I mean, if labeling of natural is so subjective and undefined, how can you really tell the difference? Well. well Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a lot of vitamins out there that say they're whole food. People bring them into me all the time saying, look, I have whole food vitamins right here. It says whole food on them. Yes, it ha- probably has some whole foods in that, in them, 
but then they load it up with a whole bunch of synthetics to make it look like it's the well, that's hydro. One, that's right. That's one of the major first clues you're dealing with a synthetic vitamin is the named source of the vitamin is the best clue. Did it come from defatted wheat germ? Did it come from bovine liver? Did or it come are from there carrots? a bunch of cows? Are there a bunch of carrot powder, right? Mm -hmm. Or is there a bunch of chemical names? So what we have here on this next slide is a, a comparison of what we're trying to talk about. On the left side is the vitamin. On the right side is the synthetic name, like vitamin A. Um, several different kinds of acetate, retinol, palmitate, or beta carotene. If those names are on the labels of your vitamin A supplement or your multi-supplement that mm -hmm. has vitamin A in it, it'll probably say beta carotene. That's synthetic. They made that in the laboratory. Yeah. They didn't extract it from carrots. If they extracted it from carrots, it would say carrot on the label. Yeah. And we'll give you an example of that later here in the podcast. Um, but beta carotene isn't vitamin A anyway. Yeah, we talked about it. It's this. a precursor. Mm -hmm. And that was that our last podcast? I think so. And you have to be healthy enough to to um, turn it into vitamin A. There's a better term than turn it into. Convert it. Convert. <laughs> That's good. It's late. It's well, late. We're doing this podcast late. <laughs> or vitamin B1. It'll you know for thiamine it'll say thiamine hydrochloride or it'll say thiamine mononitrate. Again, those things are fractions of the whole food B vitamin, and they're and they made it in the laboratory. Pure crystalline distillates that they make in the laboratory, but it's only one part. It's like it's like saying that the windshield of a car is the car yeah or the or the the engine of the car is the car or the or what does dr royal lee say a, a watch. watch is no more brass i mean it's mostly brass but that's not the watch no it's, it's just all the pieces of the watch vitamin b3 if it says niacin it's synthetic vitamin c if it says ascorbic acid or any kind of a pycnogenol it's a, it's synthetic if for vitamin d it says irradiated or gosterol it's synthetic. If it says cholecalciferol, you need to find out where that cholecalciferol came, came from. from. Yeah. And the FDA does not require the source named, just the name of the, of the uh, ingredient. Yeah, the standard mm. process is Cataplex D. They, lanolin. They, yeah. they get it from lanolin. Yeah, they, they, it's really whole food, and we don't want to tell you how they get it. It's really Vitamin gross. E, the mm -hmm. tocopherols are a succinate. Those are, all, those are oils that are extracted from soybean or from cottonseed. And they have been changed and altered into a synthetic form. Vitamin K, uh, well, we, it, we, we could go on. We could go on further and further. But I just wanted to give you those examples. Now, another way that we do, another way that you can tell is the, is the, the listings in the high milligram potency. However, a very high number of milligrams is also an indication of a synthetic source. Because yeah. it'll say something like vitamin B1 as a thiamine hydrochloride, 100 milligrams. Yeah. There is nothing in nature that has 100 milligrams of vitamin B1 in it. Nothing. Well, the pill could be huge. <laughs> Have well, what we... I'm sorry, I'm drinking water. <laughs> what we, I'm, my throat's a little dry. What we do know is that if a vitamin C, like let's say a 1,000 milligram mm -hmm. um, vitamin C tablet, if it really came... No, I think it's 500 a 500 milligram vitamin C tablet, if it came from whole food, it would be as big as a ping pong ball. Yeah, and the, the Cataplex C that Standard Process has, it has five milligrams of, of ascorbic acid in it because that's what naturally occurs in the whole food that it gets it from, that they get 
the vitamin C from. There is ascorbic acid in the whole food vitamin C, but just a small just amount. Just a very small. Yeah. The, the antioxidant part, the protect the food part. Right. But people like putting big amounts of milligrams on their products because they think people, well, and they do think, oh, this is, this is stronger, this is better. And if you want to take something that nature made, you have to take it in the way that nature made it. That may sound a little no, that was silly. Right. But it's the B vitamins, for example. You never find a vitamin B6 tree. You don't find a vitamin B1 bush. All the B vitamins always are together. They're, they're a family. They're that's never why, fractionated out. No, they're not. And that's why it's B1, B2, B3, and on through the whole list of them, all the way to B17. Because uh, they all have a similar molecular consistency, so they put them in one family, the B vitamin family. And you always find them together. So B vitamins should always be taken as a whole with all the members of the group. You know, Dr. Royal Lee, who's the founder of Standard Process, and we refer to him all the time, said that a natural combination a vitamin B complex, a complete source in natural balance, including intact synergists, is from 10 to 50 times more potent in humans, unit for unit, than is a chemically purified or synthetic complex. Yes. Now, let me, now let me simplify that. Yeah, it's simplified on the screen with, this, with the slide. Yeah, a whole food vitamin can be 10 to 50 times more potent than the synthetic variety. Unit for unit. Yeah, unit for unit. So when you see a whole food source of vitamin B, it only may have one, two, three, four milligrams. Yeah. But you get the commercial synthetic stuff, 100, 200, 500 milligrams. Yeah, one gram. And those things will, those things will in time lead to a deficiency of that particular vitamin. So in the beginning of vitamin research, Almost all of the scientific experiments used natural food source nutrients, and, and a lot was learned. And I'm talking about, it was only 100 years ago they began discovering vitamins. And, and nutrients are difficult for the FDA and other agencies to control, but when you isolate the vitamin so that it appears exactly the same way in this laboratory as that laboratory, and when you standardize, the, standardize them as a drug, then that gives the FDA a means of controlling them. And that's why they've done it the way they've done it, to control these kinds of things. And then the uh, Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, is looking at what you say about that label because they want to make sure that it's synthetic vitamins that are constantly foisted on an unknowing American public. That sounds sinister. Well, it is. Halloween's it is. coming but up, it's all too. About well, it is. <laughs> So for pharmaceutical companies, the vitamin fractions like vitamins A, C, beta carotene, E, all this stuff, all the trace minerals that are usually sold in inorganic and imbalanced forms, um, coenzyme Q, many of these other specific nutrients, they can be very cheaply manufactured and sold at very huge profits. That's and why they do it, huh? That's why they do it. Yeah. The, the, the supplement Shocker. industry, the supplement industry for the most part, exists for the supplement industry <laughs> the supplement industry yeah. not your little malnourished child at home i might have been able to say that better <laughs> well anyway there are uh three points i want to make here regarding how this happened how this happened i mean how did how did we get to this point well number one medical schools in this country are now standardized if not homogenized 
And no matter what medical school one attends, one gets essentially the same instruction. And we've talked about this in other podcasts. Uh, Loma Linda, you know, that's a, the, uh, I think they're the um, Seventh-day Adventist Hospital in Cal- Southern California. They had a particular approach in medicine that had an awful lot to do with vegetarian diets. Other hospitals back, there would be orthopedic hospitals, and there would be cardiology hospitals. Wait, when are you talking? And there would be surgical hospitals. Oh, as recently as 50, 60, 70 years ago. Ooh, that's recent. Right. Now, all hospitals, they're the same. Yeah. The only thing that differs is how many of their doctors can actually speak English. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't mean to be racist. I'm not trying to be racist. Oh, I know. But anybody who's been in a hospital lately realizes it's not Dr. Smith and Jones anymore. Mm-mm. And um, whatever you receive as far as medical advice or attention in Miami-Dade will be the same thing you got in Chicago or Seattle or well, L.A. It, or it's Houston. It's standard of care or they lose their license. Well, that's about they, it. They and it's to. the food industry that has done this. It's the pharmaceutical industry that has done this so that people will keep eating malnourished foods and people will keep eating, taking their drugs. That's what the doctors are taught. Food has relative infl- relatively little influence on the basic natural condition of the body. And that sickness and disease, we try to, they're like landmines, time mm-hmm. bombs. If you're lucky, the time bomb won't go off until you're 95 years old. Well, but in some people, it happens at 17. Some people, it well, happens it's at 25. Well, happening younger and younger. That's, and, well, that's the point, Mary, I'm trying to make. Yeah, well, you know, I remember back in um, when uh, 30 years ago, I mean, I am just turned 55, but I remember being a dental assistant to my dad, who was a dentist, and all these people would come in with periodontal disease, and he would send them out to periodontists, and they would graft these little tiny pieces of, of you know, tissue onto their teeth, as if that would never happen again, as if it was just a fluke and, oh, unlucky you, you got periodontal if, disease. If nothing else changed, they'd be lucky that it wouldn't happen Oh, it would happen again. These are, sure you know, now it's like $1,500 to get a little piece of tissue grafted on your teeth so you can hold on to your teeth. And, you know, back then, long time ago, Dr. Lee, standard process was around. I mean, all my dad had to do was give them some Cataplex C, some Cyruta Plus to rebuild those gums. And maybe a few other things, but that specifically, a whole food vitamin C, a cataplex C, which would stop scurvy. Yeah. Ascorbic acid won't stop scurvy. No. Because it's chemical. But a whole food vitamin C, whole food which vitamin is what? C. Lime juice, lemon juice, those things will cure scurvy. Yeah, the limeys, they used to call the, the people on the, on the ships. And so it's stunning. My dad's a smart person, too. I mean, how did he not know this? Because of the standardized teaching he received in dental school. I know. I it, you know, know it. it's another point here that doctors believe that their education gives them this strange sort of infallibility to lend their expertise in areas of medicine for which they receive no training. So it's, as it's, in nutrition. As in nutrition. They receive no training. They have no training in that, you know, which leads them, you know, they have these crazy ideas. Like, like I've often said, what a doctor is not up on, they're down on. Yeah. It's not just that if they're not up on it because they don't know about it, then they, well, I don't really know. No, it's, they're down on it. Well, it's like the lady that's taking our ageless thyroid, and the doctor said, this is not indicated. That was in our things they don't tell you. Whole food vitamin supplement. Well, this isn't indicated for you. You know, and this is supported by the fact that back in 1991, and as, as you pointed out earlier, it's worse than this now. It's worse. It was the 70s. Only 22 out of the 127 accredited U.S. medical schools 
actually require a single course in nutrition. An hour and a half, I think, and it's elective. Yeah. And so, you know, again, how did this happen? Well, the news of nutrients, the news about vitamins, the news about supplemental discoveries, uh, whether in medical journals or newspapers or TV, radio, are nearly or entirely all based on studies that use the fractionated crystalline pure synthetic chemical. From 1962 onward. We're always saying that. We're saying from 1950 onward, you can't really find any studies that are have been done with whole food vitamins. After that, you can't trust nutritional right. studies. And because all of the published studies are based on these fractioned chemicals, they're passing off as vitamins. That vitamin industry, that supplement industry, the nutrition industry has turned into this money-grabbing, hustling, lying, cheating scam, as uh, was described by, you know, a uh, reputable supplement company that uh, I once did business with a long time ago. Yeah, but that's been pushed, that's been implied against the use of whole food vitamins, too. Well, and then also, when you see studies come out in the evening news, vitamin A causes birth defects in, mm -hmm. children, in, in babies. Uh, vitamin E causes heart attacks. Vitamin C causes hardening of the arteries. And then when you listen to the you. when you <laughs> listen to the whole study, right at the end they'll say, but when these things were tested using whole food vitamins, the results were different. There were no problems. There were no problems. These, it, it always is. And I'm not kidding. It always says that at the end of these studies. Yeah. It always does. We just wait for it and wait for it and wait for it. And you it, know it's coming. And there it goes. But when you, they used whole foods, they didn't have any of these deleterious effects. That it, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. So uh, what, we're, what we're looking at, what we're dealing with here, is that the cellular malnutrition as a cause of disease has, has been drifted away from in, in um, orthodox medicine. The idea that the cell gets sick before the body gets sick. It's not, it's not on the radar screen. And in its place, they've pulled in all these synthetic vitamins because why? They, they have, have a, a drug-like yeah. effect. And they get embraced. Well, and they get embraced because they work. You th they, 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 it's like a drug of any kind. It works. It just doesn't heal. You, you hear these new multi-level companies come out, and they've got this brand-new drink, and it's just packed full of vitamins, and it's incredible, and it makes you feel great. Especially it does. The, especially the antioxidant kind. For a two or three week period. Yeah. You're feeling great. People say it cured my arthritis and it cured my insomnia and it cured my energy and it was just fantastic. And then they drop off and it doesn't work anymore. And then what do they think in their head? Well, I got to go back to the very thing that gave me this great big rush to yeah, begin with. Like I did. Just like a drug. Yep. And you search for it and search for it and search for it, but you can't discount the fact that it made you feel better. And so it's like, you know, Cocaine works, too. You, it makes you feel wonderful, but it doesn't heal. So these synthetics, unlike uh, whole food concentrates, are easily mass-produced by these large pharmaceutical companies who can store them for shelf life and then distribute them when they want. And as a result, these... Mark them up. You missed the markup part. Oh, yeah. Mark them up mark a thousand. Mark them way up, a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. And as a result, these isolated synthetics are used in nearly all nutritional supplements now, whether they're found in a drugstore or a health food store or some nutritionist's office, which is why we only use whole food vitamins. 
And, and vitamins are just simply uh, a group of chemically related compounds. There's, there's a part that's identified as the organic aspect of the nutrient uh, as opposed to the mineral part of the nutrient. Like at the heart and core of vitamin C is copper. But all we ever think of is ascorbic acid because that's the antioxidant thing that the FDA wants to push. But there's enzymes and coenzymes and antioxidants and trace elements and activators and all these other no, unknown factors that enable this vitamin to actually get the job done. And when you're talking about with foods and food concentrates containing all these whole nutritional complexes, the body then can choose what it needs for assimilation and excrete what it doesn't. And this is what's referred to in nutritional science as... Um, digestion? Well, the selective <laughs> absorption. You have to have digestion, then you have the selective absorption. In other words, the body will pull it at once. But when you give it these drugs that are passed off as synthetic vitamins... Then they're forced into the system, and then the body says, well, get that out of here. And then it's in your urine a matter of minutes later, and it's out of the body as, as urine. And so the body has to handle th this chemical in some way. And an awful lot of times, because it has no choice, choices, there's going to be these consequences of biological imbalances, toxic overdose, you know, just to name a few of the problems here. Well, and, you know, you can't, when, when we were first starting with Standard Process back in 2001, you know, we didn't know much about their products. We didn't know how they worked. And they told us over and over again, you can't hurt anybody with this. This is just food. If you give them too much of Cyruta Plus, you know, somebody has a stroke and, you know, you say, see right in the clinical guide, ah, they need Cyruta Plus to rebuild those collagen complex, those fibers. And, and so they don't have another stroke. And so that's just a little golden tip there for all of you out there who have had strokes or TIAs. Get Cyruta Plus, and you can chew up 24 three times a day, and your body's going to use what it wants and gets rid of the rest. Right. And you can't hurt anybody. But without even a smattering of that, just two or three or four, maybe half a dozen, you're losing the rootin' factor that rebuilds the walls of the arteries. We just did a podcast on that. Yeah, we One did. One or two ago. Yeah. Talking about rootin'. Cyruta, the roo right. roo is the rootin' inside of that that will rebuild that really strong, I'm, I'm wrapping my fingers together, the really strong collagen fiber so your, so your arteries won't burst again and your uh, capillaries and everything else. You'll well, just, synthetic. And, and you'll lift everything up and it helps your bladder, it lifts up yeah. your bladder and it helps, it helps spider veins. It helps so many things to rebuild with whole food vitamin C. Well... The synthetic fractionated crystalline pure vitamins are not whole natural compounds. They are not foods which the human system is anyway familiar with at all. And, and so how, you know, how could any scientist say that the body does not know the difference between natural and synthetic vitamins? I, I hear that from time to time. When, when someone really presses their doctor, oh, they, your body doesn't know the difference between a... Well, let me just ask you, would you eat a synthetic carrot? No. <laughs> Can you imagine eating a rubber carrot? 
And and somebody could say, well, it's it's all it's it's super mega dose, super strong, organic, everything, but but it's rubber, <laughs> it's synthetic. You still would never eat it. Well, you know, scientific investigation is judged by the experimental method. You know, the, the idea here we found this out. Well, let's experiment with it. Let's let's measure it. We'll classify it. Let's see if we can duplicate it. And then we'll send it off to the University of Texas, and we'll send it off to the University of Alabama and to their various scientific departments to see if they can do it. Well, it has that's, to be that that's way. That's the scientific method. It has to. Nine has times to out of repeatable. ten, it has to be repeatable. Nine times out of ten before it can be considered scientific. So they have to use synthetic vitamins. They, right. And to, for because any it's study. one little piece of the whole vitamin complex. Well, that one little piece made in the laboratory in a beaker... You can send that out to a bunch of different people. Oh, yeah, this is what it looked like on the chromatograph. Oh, yeah, this is what it looked like through all of our wet analysis of this chemical compound. We got these results. And they all say the same thing because it's that one little part. But you can't is, do that You with can't food. do that with whole food vitamin complexes because they can't control the amounts as the potency of this stuff will often change according to harvest conditions. That's why with standard process products, you can open up a bottle of a particular product and three months later get that same product and the pill looks different. Yeah, it looks green a little, one time. A little greener, a little, brown, a little browner, one time. a little yeah. lighter, because it depends on the harvest Smells conditions. Smells a little different. <laughs> but it has as its core exactly All what, you, food. what you need. And, that, and I mentioned the word potency here a second ago because potency is defined, quote, in the dictionary, the strength, ability, or capacity to bring about a particular result. So potency is equal to the result, but in the public mindset, potency means effectiveness. Yeah, that's what they think when they say 10 milligrams. High potency, supreme potency. They think it works better. More 22nd is, century potency. More is better. No. More is, that's right. That's what <laughs> yeah, they think. More is better. And so I they know. think the more potent it is, the more effective well, it is. I think that. But all it has to, to be potent, it just has to get the job done. Yeah. And so sometimes a minute amount of a vitamin in its whole food form can, you know. Is more is effective. Nutritionally than a large amount of a synthetic one. With no cellular damage or side effects. Yeah. That's so the most I'm important. I'm going to tell you a little story here. I've alluded to this in other podcasts, but I'm going to get into more detail. Take a big drink. And then we'll wrap up this podcast. <laughs> okay. But to, to illustrate this, I want you to look at a story about a medical doctor that was held captive in a North Korean prisoner of war camp during the Korean War, about 1950-1953. And after a period of time with a very inadequate diet, because... Uh, Prisoner war camps aren't known for the culinary <laughs> excellence that they provide to the prisoners. But with a very inadequate diet, a lot of the doctor's fellow prisoners um, began to show signs of beriberi. And it's a disease that results from severe thiamine B1 deficiency. I've been using B1 here as an example. Mm -hmm. And he notified the Red Cross, and they sent him B1. We need Red Cross, or we need from the Red Cross B1 vitamins because these guys are getting beriberi. You remember, beriberi comes from uh, Senegalese, the, the, on Senegal, the Senegalese language, I which can't, means I, I can't, can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. Get up, I can't, I bury, 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 I can't, I, I can't, can't move. My heart can't beat. We, we went into this in detail in our heart in podcast our, the two, HSR, Right, the one that's uh, LBJ. Yeah, LBJ. Uh, LBJ should have had this instead of an EKG. We go into great detail about this. That's one of our most downloaded podcasts, so what, by the way. It is. And so what did the Red Cross send? Thiamine hydrochloride. 
A chemical. A chemical. They, they didn't sent even him, send him food. No cookies. No. <laughs> <laughs> they sent him the synthetic form. And so the doctor gave this to his patients, but their health continued to deteriorate. And this, this puzzled him. I mean, since B1... It was the was, professional... That was the medical treatment recommended in the Materia Medica at the time, which was the, which was the uh, Merck manual of its day, was, you know, what you do is you use um, thiamine mono... or hydrochloride or mononitrate uh, to treat beriberi. So the doctor's North Korean guards, and they had some humanitarian aspect to these North Korean guards because the doctor's guards whispered to him, rice polish... Use rice polish, but I'm sure they did it in Korean. But they <laughs> use rice polish. This is a very nutritive, rich germ of the rice that's removed when rice is refined. It's just like you know, white rice is is is, is such a poor nutritional food, like white bread. There, 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 there's no nutrition there. There's just starch, because they took out of the bread, out of the wheat, you the put real well, that, if you could Sorry. put grass, if you slathered it with grass yeah. pastured butter, then there'd at least There's be some, some nutrition. But the bread itself is terrible. The white rice is terrible because they removed, in order for the stuff not to spoil, mm -hmm. they removed the spoilage the part, which is the life. Yeah. The germ and the bran of the wheat is removed, and then the flour is bleached in order to make white bread. And when you have a situation, the same thing with rice. And they would remove the polishings through the processing. Well, they told him, give them, give them this um, rice Whole polishings, food, rice polishing. and it would cure their berry berry. Well, he thought that was absolutely absurd, but he had nothing to lose. So he started giving his patients a teaspoon or more of rice polish every day. Every just one of them, just a teaspoon of rice polish. Within a short time, their symptoms started to abate, and the berry berry plague absolutely ceased. And it's important to note here, I need to finish this as a part of the story, that it would take a ton, 2,000 pounds of unmilled rice to produce a level teaspoon of thiamine B1. So the amount the prisoners were actually getting would equate down to the amount on the head of a pin. Wow. And it reversed and it's their berry-berry. Oh, that is power. Yeah. That's what, what happens when what the vitamin comes from food. And your body can do miraculous things with this. It's stunning. And it's 2016. Well, way back with Dr. Royal Lee, years and years ago, <laughs> um, Dr. Royal Lee is the father of whole food nutrition. He's also started Standard Process. And I'm going to read a quote to you for those of you that aren't on the webinar. This is by Mark Anderson, who is the president of Standard Process West now, because Dr. Lee isn't alive anymore. He said, the Lee principle of nutrition states that in nature, a vitamin is never a single chemical. Rather, it is a group of interdependent compounds that form a nutrient complex so intricate that only a living cell can create it. And just as no single compound of a watch keeps time, no one compound in a vitamin complex accounts for the vitamin's nutritive effect in the body. And Dr. Royal Lee said every vitamin is a biological mechanism, not a chemical. So I'm always asked, what is the best whole food multivitamin? Since 1929, the high water mark for a whole food-based vitamin enzyme mineral supplement is and Catalan. And why? All you have to do is look at the ingredients. Defatted um, wheat germ is the first one, first ingredient. Yes, then calcium lactate, the form of calcium that's in vegetables. Carrot root, sweet potato, 
because these have the precursors, the whole food precursors of vitamin A. Nutritional yeast, bovine adrenal, Ooh, which there's is an loaded. Organ, there's a, lo- a gland, organ, a gland. and it's loaded with whole food vitamin C. Vitamin C, man. Bovine liver. There's your B vitamins. Magnesium citrate to acidify the whole thing. Bovine spleen, ovine spleen, bovine kidney, dry kidney. pea juice, dried alfalfa, whole plant juice, mushroom. There's your vitamin C. Oat flour, safflower, lecithin. No, sunflower. Sunflower, lecithin, excuse me. And rice bran, the story I just told you. <laughs> every And the cool thing about Catalin, since 1929, every time some laboratory comes out with some new discovery of some new aspect of food, it's all it's already there in Catalin. They go look in Catalin. They it's look already in Catalin, and there it is. Yeah. They didn't know it was there, but it was there once they looked for it. Because they just throw in whole food. Because it comes from food. Yeah. So the unknown factors are in there. Dr. Lee also said one of the biggest tragedies of human civilization is the precedence of chemical therapy over nutrition. It is a substitution of artificial therapy over nature, of poisons over food, in which we are feeding people poisons trying to correct the reactions of starvation. That's just a classy way of saying that drugs are used to deal with the effects of malnutrition. And malnutrition in this country come directly from our food choices. Yeah. We're just managing our diseases. So let's recap. Due to the FDA's insistence that fractionated laboratory-produced chemicals can pass as vitamins, an entire nation of malnutrition has resulted. We do not believe, Mary and I collectively do not believe that Disease is caused by viruses or bacteria or even stress. It's caused by it's malnutrition. It's caused by malnutrition. Fortunately, the body can respond quickly, powerfully, and holistically when provided with real nutritious food. Supplements that contain concentrated foods are more than abundant in natural whole food vitamins. And even to this day, when negative reports come out from research regarding the inadequate and incomplete effect of whatever vitamin, they always admit that when those studies used whole food vitamin sources, the results were different. Most of what passes for nutrition today is literally superstition, derived one way or another from unsubstantiated ideas that animal fat causes heart attacks and a vitamin's main function is to act as an antioxidant. Yeah. Well, we produced a whole food um, supplement, supplement, Long Life Energy Enzymes, and this will help you break down the whole food that you are eating, (laughs) or maybe even the Doritos that you're eating, but (laughs) that's not what you should be eating. But from slowing the aging process to dementia, these will help you bring your pancreas back to a healthy state. And without a pancreas, of course, you can't live, nor can you digest your food. And we also make uh, Ageless Thyroid. Let me read you the ingredients that Mary and I made sure were in Ageless Thyroid. Desiccated whole thyroid. Oh, the whole gland. The whole gland. <laughs> yeah, desiccated. That's the main thing. Iodine, in there. selenium, L tyrosine, zinc, desiccated hypothalamus, Ooh. desiccated anterior pituitary, desiccated anterior. Uh, oh, I think that's oh, a we've mistake. got that on there twice. Uh, <laughs> and then some herbs. That's just on the last five podcasts. It. It's wrong. Yes, on the last. <laughs> we, had, we had to read our slides. Maybe here. we put it in there twice. Maybe we did. Maybe, Maybe we did. that's it. We doubled the dose. <laughs> That, you know, and we're being a little silly right now, but 
this is what you these see. These are real glands. Yes. This is these, what we should be eating. Yes, exactly. But people don't want to go eat animal glands, so we desiccate it, dry it out, <gasps> put it in a pill so you can still get the beneficial effect. There's adrenal in there, but I don't have that on the That's, list. I, I just noticed that that was missing. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. For our fifth webinar, it will be correct. Yes, okay. <laughs> our next So one. back to our uh, free symptom survey. That oh, we were talking did you about talk at the about beginning. Those, did you talk about those four herbs that are in there also? I just mentioned that there were okay. herbs. Okay. Herbs that are designed to stimulate better thyroid effect. Okay. Bladder rack, bacopa, ashwagandha, and gugalipid. So go ahead and go to our, our website, ForbiddenDoctor.com. Take our free symptom survey, and you can search the word Catlin. You, can all, you don't have to just search for protocols. You can search for actual products and go in and search for the word Catlin. And ageless thyroid, so you can see the correct ingredients <laughs> that are inside of our ageless thyroid. And I'll pop the the beautiful protocol. Well, that no, we the, recommend. no, the bottle of Catlin and ageless thyroid, or whatever you're searching for, and you can read about all the ingredients. You can in get there. more information on it that way. Yeah, that's true. Our disclaimer, the statements made above or we talked about about specific products have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging or this webinar or podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or any other healthcare professional. And I think that'll do it. That's the end. And next week, we're going to have an ex another exciting podcast. We're excited about it. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. But we'll, we'll see, you, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.